Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to another week. As I said, I'm going to have some really amazing guests on my podcast, and today is no exception. Those of you who have listened to my podcast for a while know that I've spoken about people-pleasing and how to shift internally to change that behavior. It's not an easy thing to do, but if you understand what lies beneath the need to please, then you can more readily address those aspects of yourself and become a more independent person. Empaths and highly sensitive people struggle most with people-pleasing, and many people who've experienced abandonment, rejection, and trauma tend also to seek their worth and validation from outside sources. In truth, people-pleasing comes from a deep-seated need to gain outside validation and to avoid rejection and abandonment. Codependency is a significant pattern of behavior that aligns itself with people-pleasing as well. But what's the cost of such self-sacrifice to momentarily achieve the kind of acknowledgement that you seek outside of yourself? Today, I have a special guest, as I mentioned, energy healer Will Carlos, who's going to talk about the beliefs that underlie people-pleasing and the issues that prevent people-pleasers from establishing healthy boundaries with others, plus a whole host of a lot of good other stuff. His process of boundary making is unique and can help you avoid emotional and physical bankruptcy. So let me share with you a little bit about Will. For the past 12 years, Will has acquired skills as a life coach through Erickson Coaching College. He uh, became a Reiki master in India, which is really, really cool, and trained with access consciousness uh, vortex healing and EFT, and he's dabbled in NLP as well, hypnotherapy and guided meditation. Five years ago, Will found his real niche with a month uh, a modality called energetic magic. He trained with Shiraz Babu in Toronto, and suddenly it seemed that the past 12 years of personal and spiritual development just clicked. Welcome, Will. So happy to have you today. Hi, Janice. Thanks for having me. Yes. So um, Will and I have connected before, and he did a, an energy session with me, and we may or may not get into that. I don't know. But I want y'all <laughs> to get to know Will. So Will, tell us a little bit even more about you and how you got into all of this work, in particular, the work that you do now. Yeah. And um, I just want to share that I, I do feel the same way about having completed my Reiki training in India. It's very, it was a very unique experience. So I'll, I'll, I'll pepper that into how I got started. But how I got started was when I was a kid, I um, was very, very sensitive to the people around me, especially my family. I had a lot of very uncommunicative uh, men in my life, my uncles and my stepfather and my father, who really trained me how to pick up on all the subtle cues and then the not so subtle cues that say it's safe to engage or it's not safe to engage. Ooh. And the women in my life were very connected, very empathetic, very communicative. And I 
tended to, to be more like them or, or to want to be more like them. And at the same time, I was very, very spiritual, even though I didn't have a spiritual practice. I didn't grow up in a, in a particularly spiritual family or, and especially not religious. And yet I found myself in the woods talking with something at a very early age and, uh, and, and reading Shakespeare and practicing Shakespeare in the woods that I later realized was actually a form of prayer as a way to, to speak and connect with spirit. So all of that many years later, after training as an actor and training as a musician, I got into personal development because I got into entrepreneurship. And the only way that I, as what others would call an empath or a very sensitive person, could survive in the world of business was by learning personal development, learning about energy, learning about meditation, because I needed at least an hour of meditation to deal with being in business and the judgments that were coming my way. And as we're talking about today, the boundaries and the people pleasing. What I've discovered over this last 12 years is that the more on my mission I get, the less I need self-care. So the clearer I get on my business and the clearer I get on what I offer and my marketing strategy, for example, the more uh, directly I move towards what I most love, the less self-care that I need. Oh. So in the... Yeah. So in, in the beginning with Reiki and everything, they're wonderful modalities and I, I love them all, EFT and Vortex Healing and Reiki, but I don't really practice them much. Reiki, I practice on myself or my daughter when she's sleeping a little bit, but it's really a side practice. Mostly I practice this energetic magic as well as access consciousness because it directly addresses the judgments or the fear of judgments that I have the beliefs that I have that are creating my reality, which we can get into what the heck I mean about that a little bit later, um, or the stories that I'm believing that are causing such stress. And so that's why I came to this modality. That's why I dabbled in all the others because I could feel that it wasn't my thing. It wasn't really hitting on my thing because I could see uh, that people had stories and they had beliefs that were really getting in the way. So I'll give you, I like, I, I get very specific. So I'll give you an example. Perfect. Um, at my, at my wedding, it was actually my second wedding because our first one was technically not legal. We had gone to Nova Scotia where I'm from, but we weren't there long enough before to be legally married. So our friends always bugged, uh, picked on us that we weren't legally married. So a year later to the day, we got married in Toronto and had friends there with us. And one of the friends was telling me about this new business he had started and how excited he was. And he's just, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be so successful. It's just going to be great. And my new girlfriend is amazing and everything's amazing. And I just started to see words on his body. And at this point, I didn't have any experience in that. No one had trained me or shown me how to do this. I trained as a life coach, but I'd never seen this before. But I just said, you know, Jason, I'm just seeing why do you need to please your dad so much? What do you have to prove to your dad? Whoa, <laughs> Whoa yeah. And he just went, what? Well, okay, you're right. But how the hell did you know that? Right. And so that started me on the journey of trying to figure out what just happened and yeah. how can I make that happen reliably Ooh. and turn it into a business. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And, and certainly, I'm, I remember the experience I had with you, and it was, it was a beautiful experience. Um, your ability to uh, use your clairs, right? Uh, whether it's clear seeing, I, I talk to my listeners about the clairs, clear seeing, clear knowing, clear feeling, clear mm -hmm. hearing. Uh, you were able to really tap into some very, very specific things for me. Um, and I thought that was so cool. And it's, 
It's amazing. Mm. I, I recently was talking with uh, a, a gifted friend of mine uh, who, through coronavirus, ended up losing her gifts for a moment, for a while. And she's like, I didn't know who I was. It's like, this is such a part of me. And to be able to help people quickly uh, with my gifts, it's just, I, I appreciate it even more. So I imagine all of a sudden you're like seeing these words and you're getting to the root, like, bam, really fast. That must've been a shock for both of y'all. So it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing when we come into our gifts and we're able to use them in our work to be able to help people make leaps and bounds uh, in their own, in their own development. So what a, what a cool story. So when you think about the work that you do, and, and I know we've talked about that, there's a, a real uh, significant focus that you have with helping people with their businesses. Uh, and I want you to address that at some point whenever it feels natural to you to do that. But if you were to share with people one of the most important things that you want them to know today about your work, uh, what they can achieve from that, what, what is that? And then we can get into some of the weeds. Hmm. Yeah, for me, it's that, and, and people are listening, so they can't see, but you can imagine that there's a, a big circle on your right side, and that's all the things that you think are the problem that are stopping you from getting where you want to go. So I'm, I'm big on, you know, that we do live in a dualistic reality. There are things that we want. There are places we want to be that we are not yet. And so our joy is to move towards those things that we want. So I'm I'm not a big fan of trying to get to an enlightened place where I have no more desires and no more needs. I think that's a wonderful idea, but I, I personally don't have any interest in that. So I like to work with, I have a goal, I've got a thing that I want, whether it's to be a better dad or to make more money. So there's all these things that I think are the problem in this big, big circle on the right-hand side. But the thing that's actually coming up is this little tiny circle on the left-hand side. And that's where the thing is that's actually screwing me up mm. but it's tiny and it's small and i can't quite see it so another way to say it is um and i forgot to ask before we started is this a swearing podcast or oh not a swearing hell yes podcast? oh yeah everybody knows a drop all kinds of swear words so be okay. you be you <laughs> so especially in the spiritual communities and the people pleasers yeah we'll say things like oh i'm i'm really you know i'm working on my wounds or my triggers and my traumas I, i'm getting there uh, everything's great. You know, we, we're all good students of the law of attraction, but really we're full of shit. And there's a big, <laughs> and there's a big pile of bullshit that's in the, the corner of the room. Mm. And we're trying to light candles and, and do perfume and all these things to mask it because we don't, either we don't know how to deal with it or we're afraid to deal with it, or we have shame or whatever about that pile of bullshit. So what I do with people either I teach them how to do it themselves or I do it with them in a session is I say, hey, there's a, there's a pile of bullshit in the corner. And they go, no, no, there's not, everything's fine. And I said, no, no, there's a pile of bullshit in the corner. There's no point doing everything else until you clean your room. Mm. And usually it takes, sometimes it takes a minute, sometimes it takes an hour, but they do get to the place where they say, oh, there is a pile of bullshit. Now this is really important because at that time, you can either go into judgment and shame about, oh, I have, I've been lying to myself. I've been saying that I know what I want and I'm on track to my dreams and desires because I watched The Secret or I've done this other great work. And I'm not here to invalidate any of that. That's all, that's actually the, the most important work. It really is. Like 
driving the car is most important. Using the gas pedal and the brake and the steering wheel, that's the most important. My job, what I do, is for those people who the car is just not working, I come in and say, hey, the, the parking brake's on. Oh. And here's, and just take it off. And Love it. The, the, the job is, to, or the game is, is to say, oh yeah, the parking brake's on, great, dink, and take it off. But what most of us do because of the shame and judgment of being wrong or being told that we're wrong is we fight and we say, no, there's no parking brake. And I say, no, just, it's just right. It's just super quick. I promise. It's just like, just, <laughs> but we fight. Uh, so I know that was a very long winded answer, yeah, but that's good. the best thing that I, I would love for people to know is that you're not broken. You're not screwed up. You just got to clean your room or take off the parking brake. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It's not a lifelong mission. You can be happy. Just stop looking at all the things you think it is and get to what it actually is. So take us through uh, a session with a new client hmm. and how you do what you do, what maybe what you typically see with most people who, let's just use, since we're talking about people pleasers um, and unhealthy boundaries with people pleasers, take us through the process of what might come up and how how you how it shows up the beliefs that you clear and how you clear it and what happens to you in your body because i want people to hear this yeah yeah sure uh so i'll give an example of 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 a great a, a great example of what i just described and then I'll, I'll get into the body twitches and the yawning and all that fun stuff so this was early on and i was reminded of it just recently because i came across this person on facebook again and I looked them up and I saw that it really was this amazing story that I've shared so many times. So about three and a half years ago when I was first offering this free session that I now offer, it had a different name at the time. This woman came on and she was working in one of the elections in the States. I think it's what you call the, the primaries or it's the in-between ones. It's, the, it's not the big deal, it's the one that happens two years later. And she was working in a, in a swing state, a key state, and she was on the, on the side for the Democrats. And she came in because she was overwhelmed. She was stressed and she wanted to feel not overwhelmed and not so burnt out. And she was working on this political campaign that she felt very passionately about. So for me, people pleasing and the need to help or save are kind of the same thing. They're different words for the same thing. So she was more on the side of, I've got a mission and a passion because in her opinion, the Republicans are wrong and Trump is evil. And so I've got to make sure that this candidate wins. Now, I have a strong mission as well, but I try not to go into the judgment of making anyone who doesn't agree with me wrong. I'm not always successful, but that's my aim. <laughs> so she had a very strong judgment about this. So she came in, we did the intake. I asked all the questions to make sure that I was really touching on the right thing, that I wasn't in my opinions about it, but I was in the energy of what was most important for her because they're, they're often different. And so right out of the gate, I said, would you like this to be the, the gentle session where we kind of do the clearings around? And I think I even asked you this same question, mm -hmm. where we do the clearings around the big thing. You know, we can go that route or I can just be kind of a jerk and go, here's the thing. And she said, no, I want to know the thing. And I said, okay, great. So you have a belief that Donald Trump is evil. And until we clear that, nothing else is going to do anything. Are you ready? <laughs> And she said, excuse me, Who, what do you think? Who do you think you are? And she just went into me because she was in a very stressed out condition. She was really passionate about this. 
And here I was just this guy from the outside, privileged, living in Canada. What did I know? And, and rightly so, I'm not invalidating her opinion, but her opinion was that thing. It like, there's that big circle of all the things that she thought it was, but then there's that actual little thing that it really is. So I let her go through it all. And then I said, okay, I, you know, we can end the session here and that's fine. But until we deal with this elephant in the room, there's nothing else to do. And that is the belief that Donald Trump is evil. So would you like to end now or would you like to continue? And brave woman that she is, she said, I wanna continue. So we went into the actual belief clearing and very simply what that looks like is, um, and there's many ways that this could sound, but one of the examples is very directly, the belief that Donald Trump is evil. Woo, ha, woo, woo. We could do this for people live on the podcast. So for everyone listening, <laughs> if you'd like to destroy this belief, you can. Now, after we destroy this, you can still have the opinion that he's evil or wrong. And that's fine, I, that's fine with me. But we wanna get you out of the belief because the belief blinds you to everything else. It, it creates a, a myopic view of the world. So the belief that Donald Trump is evil, would you be willing to destroy that belief at the point of creation? So I'll, I'll go through those words in a moment, but first <laughs> Janice had to mute herself because she's laughing at me and probably the intense energy of it. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, it's great. Uh, um, lots of things happen in sessions. So if yeah. everyone could see me right now, they would see me twitching. <laughs> they would see me, uh, my head twitching, my shoulders twitching. They would see me yawn. So the yawning is when the energy moves and shifts. The twitching is when there's resistance. Now, I would bet that this podcast going out to all parts of the globe, there has got to be some resistance on the belief that Donald Trump is evil. Uh, would have been even more hit to this about, I don't know, six months or a year ago, but it's still there. It still, still lingers on. And again, I'm fine if you have the opinion that he's wrong or he did lots of wrong or terrible things, if that's an opinion, but we're shifting the belief. It's a, it's a different- And the thing. energy of it too. That's really, exactly. that's what allows you to have a more observational uh, perspective on the belief or the thought versus being emotionally invested in it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so just to very quickly break down the words that I used, I've got a video about this that goes into more detail, but so that I don't leave people with, with big questions in their head, the words destroy at the point of creation. A lot of my spiritual friends get uh, a little funny about that, but it's just like, if you had a, a piece of property that you bought, it's a perfect property and it's a, you know, a, overlooking a bluff on the ocean. It's your dream property. And you've always envisioned that you would have your dream house right at the top of that hill. But in the land that you buy, there's this big old broken down mansion. It's ugly. You wouldn't just go and build your dream house beside it and say, oh, I don't ever destroy anything. That's wrong. I'm going to build my house beside this. And, I, and now I have to look at it every day. No, you don't do that. You destroy that old house and you build your, oh, that's triggering a lot of people. Whoa. Okay, well, we might come back to that. <laughs> you would build your new house in a place that you want it and you would you know, responsibly recycle all those old materials. So that's what we're doing is we're destroying, recycling that energy, whatever you want to call it. And then the words willing are very important because often we think that we're ready to destroy something or move out of something or change perspectives, but we're not actually willing. Mm -hmm. So when I ask myself these questions all the time, you know, the belief that uh, you know, Janice is better than me, 
for example? Am I willing to destroy that at the point of creation? What I check in on is, am I willing? Because often I'll find, oh, no, I am not. I want to be right, or I want to be better than her, or I want to show her what I know, or all those kinds of things. So that, that's it's a great distinction. Great, great, great distinction. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So does that give a good example? Beautiful. Of the... Yeah. And, and y'all, uh, we're going to give you the resource of uh, his website, um, how to reach him. And uh, he has an offer at the end and he'll share that with you in, his, in the podcast. Uh, but y'all need to watch the intro video so you can really kind of see how he does what he does because it is so cool. It's very different than what I've experienced. I mean, you know me, uh, psychic medium. Uh, I've, I see all sorts of shit, but I've never seen somebody be able to uh, really use their body in such a way that gets to the truth of things and to be so accurate about the beliefs that are holding people back. So I highly encourage all of y'all to reach out to him for uh, an exploratory uh, session uh, and even continue work with him. But we'll, we'll get to that at the end. So you, when we talk about people pleasers, we talk about boundaries. We talk about um, we talk about uh, imposter syndrome. Um, let's talk about those two things. Well, why is it important for people to who are people pleasers to have uh, boundaries or you know uh, identify the fact that they don't have good ones? And and then let's talk about the imposter complex. How, how are those two related? Mm. If they are, in your opinion. Yeah, they're, they're very related. So I was and still am a people pleaser par excellence. I love <laughs> to say the right thing. Sure. Uh, I, I, I was called on this early on in my coaching career that I do the, the will razzle dazzle show. <laughs> so I you know, try to say the right thing and, and do it the right way and razzle dazzle them like a show tune. Yeah. So I want to let everyone know that it's possible to, to shift that because the story that I shared about that client was the complete opposite of that. I could have very easily, and I had until that point in my life and career, I had always backed down. I would have said, oh, I'm so sorry. You, you know, you're totally like, well, let's just go a different direction with this session. But then nothing I could have said afterwards would have been productive. It all would have been a lie. I would have been adding to that pile oh. of crap in the corner. So when we people please, that's what we're doing. We're giving into the imposter syndrome, the imposter complex, and we're saying, oh, everyone else is right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to people please. I'm going to have crappy boundaries, and I'm going to add to that pile in the corner. So the more we people please, the more we have crappy boundaries, the more we add to the pile. And then it seems like an insurmountable mountain of crap in the corner that we can't get, get through it. So I like to break it down in a, in a systematic way. And in my sessions, I do the direct belief clearing and energy shifting as we just chatted about. But in my videos and in my group work, I talk a lot about the eight pillars of the imposter complex. Good. So Jealous. that's what I, okay, cool. Yeah. So I've got, yeah. I've got a, little, um, a little mini story that I share. And this has the all eight pillars of the imposter complex in, in this little mini story. And this I developed over the last roughly four years as I've worked with I think it's now 500 clients around the globe in about 27 countries doing free sessions and client sessions and group group work. So it wasn't, I didn't come up with these eight and then try to fit it all in. I went through my best clients and, and the people that I most 
uh, connected with and then all the other ones to see what did they say was holding them back? What did they say was the thing coming up? And it all fit under the umbrella of this imposter complex. And for now, we'll just use imposter syndrome or imposter complex interchangeably. Now, these eight pillars were, are all the eight. And sometimes we've only got one going on, and that's fine. Sometimes we have all eight, and that's fine as well. But they all work together. So if you've been dealing with people pleasing and trying to and, and having crappy boundaries, it may be because there's a different pillar at play and they need to address that one first. So here's the little story. We'll, we'll, we'll just pretend that it's Jane who's dealing with this. So one day, Jane started procrastinating and it led to her feeling really overwhelmed. And now that she's been overwhelmed for a while, her inner critic has been kicking her ass with all that judgment and self-criticism and the self-doubt. And then because that went on for a while, she developed the imposter complex. Fantastic, not. With that, she started playing small so that she could be safe. And also she realized she stopped owning her expertise. And then she gave in to people pleasing and overgiving, thinking that it would help relieve the pressure, but it didn't. And finally, in the end, she developed crappy boundaries and realized that she lost a part of herself along the way. Beautiful. So those are the eight pillars. So repeat them just, just for those people. Yeah. yeah, thank you. For those people who are taking notes. Yeah. So number one, procrastinate. And these go in, in a specific order. There's a reason why they're in this order. Procrastination is number one. Overwhelm is number two. The inner critic or negative self-talk is number three. The imposter complex itself is number four. Plain small is number five. Owning your expertise is number six. People pleasing and overgiving is number seven. And then boundaries or crappy boundaries is number eight. Now the other name you could give to number seven, and you know, this is all in, in development as I go and as I grow. So I haven't figured out how to language this perfectly yet, but number seven is actually the one that's at the core of all of this, at least as far as all the clients that I've worked with. So people pleasing and overgiving is also called, and for anyone who's Christian, this will sound very familiar, the savior complex. Uh, the, and I call it the healer's paradox. And this is where, whoa, now we're cooking with energy. Whoa, everyone listening just got really nervous. Yes, you should be, because <laughs> your entire reality might change in the next 10 seconds. <laughs> So the healer's paradox or the helper's paradox is that the more we need to help, the less able we are to help. Oh, I love it. That is so spot on. Love it. How many of y'all can relate to that? Yeah. Good one, Will. <laughs> yeah. So so that was people pleasing and boundaries and then the connection with the imposter complex. So that's, that's how it all works together. And the other quick thing that I would add too is that with all those eight pillars, it's a little bit like, and anyone who's in business will definitely recognize this. It's kind of like there's an alligator sleeping on the side of a lake. And every time you procrastinate, it's like you clap. And then every time you get overwhelmed, it's like you clap. And eventually that alligator wakes up and he grabs you takes you down to the bottom of an emotional lake, spend the next hour or day wrestling with the imposter complex alligator, I call him Allie. Finally, you come up for air, 
and you got to get back to work. But now you're so tired, you can't get back to work. You're exhausted. You're burnt out. You think you have a boundary issue. But most of the time, you don't have a boundary issue. Most of the time, you have an imposter complex issue. Oh. And so that's part of my radical take on boundaries. I don't think we need better boundaries. Now, I want to be responsible and say, if you have a, a physical boundary with someone uh, who is abusive, or you're in a dangerous situation, you have a restraining order, that's not what I'm talking about. I just want to be responsible. But for most other things, it's usually not a boundary thing. It's usually that we have, we feel like an imposter, we're not owning our expertise, or we're procrastinating all the time, or we're not trusting ourselves. And then we think it's a boundary thing, but it's not. It's that- Y'all, I'm shaking my head as he's talking about this. And there's no, I have to agree because there's there's no question. I just got this visualization, uh, th this understanding, which is in alignment with what you're talking about is when we're right with ourselves, when we, 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 when we know ourselves well, when we are able to accept most of who we are, I, I think it's not often most people can accept all of who who they are. It's just, that's a lifelong thing, but you can get to a point where you accept and honor most of who you are, the light and the dark. When you believe in yourself, when you feel good about who you are, the boundaries just show up. There's no mm. need to create them. We create mm. boundaries because we think we need them, like you talked about, but they just show up because we carry ourselves in a certain way. We will or won't let somebody treat us a, a particular way. We will or won't allow toxicity to enter. We will or won't allow ourselves to take these risks. And I could go on to all sorts of categories here, but it's very much in alignment with what you're talking about. It's like the, the boundaries just become because of how, how certain you are and how secure you stand in your own essence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you've said it. I think you've said it perfectly. Um, well, thank you, Lynn. <laughs> thank you so much. The, the example I love to give is yeah. uh, Bruce Lee. Most ah. most people will know Bruce Lee. I don't think Bruce Lee ever knew the word in Cantonese or English for boundaries. Mm. I don't. I don't think he had any need for the word. He was just being yes. himself. It's the beingness, he, right? Yeah, and so he would he would walk around, and people wanted to challenge him. All once word got out that he was the best in the in the land. He would get challenged all the time, just on the street, uh, just constantly. But he knew he didn't need bodyguards, not only because he could kick every, anybody's butt, <laughs> but because he was being so himself. Yeah. He could see the moment that that challenger was not really a challenger. They were stuck in their ego. They were just out to prove something and they weren't very good. So he didn't need to have a whole bunch of boundaries. He would just say, no, just don't, no, just go away. <laughs> I don't, just like a fly. Right, right, so he, right. He didn't need boundaries. Interesting. And I think you mentioned this when, when we did our, uh, our session together. You explained that story. Uh, the other thing you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is what you said, is that um, when he did, quote unquote, need to set somebody straight, basically, he did it with such presence that it literally, it was, it was a, a, a a kind of automatic way of, of moving to kind of slay the, the dragon that decided to, to challenge him. And he was just, he's calm because he just has such certainty about what he's capable of that there wasn't, the ego didn't get in the way for him. It was like, okay, I'm just, I got to do what I need to do. Boom, you're knocked out. I hope you're well. 
as you heal, you know? So yeah. it, it's a it's a great story. It's a great visualization. And I love, for the most of the people that listen to the podcast, they're able to see and visualize things, which is which is great. And that's, that's to me, the way I, I relate to things through stories and visualization. So that's a fantastic way of, of sharing that. Um, just to be so, uh, again, it's the knowing oneself. It's like, no, I can observe mm-hmm. that. Here's my answer. I'm not attached to it. There's no emotionality to it. This is just where I stand. You can accept it or not. That's beautiful. So mm-hmm. when you think about um, the main, the main, maybe there's a main challenge. I know you talked about the eight steps and you talked about the, the savior complex. It's, is there a particular belief that you have, you have seen show up and the majority of people who struggle with people pleasing that you have been able to help them eradicate um, again, that you've seen over time? Yeah, it's, it's going back and I'll, I'll make it more clear and we'll go a little deeper, but it's, it is that thing, that concept or the, the distinction of that the need to help is the very thing that destroys our ability to help. So I'll give a great example. I was just in a clearing session with my, my mentor, my, my teacher, who I still work with to clear beliefs. And I shared about a, a parenting challenge that I, I am currently having where I'm noticing that I'm, I'm, I've been looking for, my daughter's four years old. I've been looking for her to mess up so that I can correct her. I haven't been looking for chances to teach her or demonstrate for her. I've been look. I've actually been waiting for her to screw up and letting her do things on purpose so that she can screw up so that I can correct her. I haven't, I have a need. I've noticed I have a need to correct. I have a need to fix. I have a need to help. I have a need to save. And he very simply said, Oh, the belief that your value as a parent comes from correcting your child. Would you be willing to destroy that at the point of creation? And I said, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And then we were done. We didn't need a half an hour long interaction. It took two minutes. Isn't that something? Yeah. And so it was that need to help that was getting in the way of my parenting. And it's the same for all of us people pleasers that when you notice yourself getting pulled into someone else's need energy, and you'll know it's a need energy because you have to instantly check that Facebook message, or you instantly respond to your child, or you instantly respond to your spouse or whoever it is, Mm -hmm. client. That knee-jerk response means that you are reacting to the energy of need. Mm. And that is why I believe we see so many amazing people around the world who are in nonprofit or politics or business as well that are not actually doing nearly as much good as they could because they're responding in a knee-jerk fashion to the needs of others. They're not coming from joy. So this is part of my mission. I want the healers and the helpers of the world to be full and complete, to be coming from joy because when they do that, now we're cooking. Now That's the world so starts good. spinning. Now so good. Start so, so good. So good. Tell people about what goes on with your body. Like, I, I, I'll admit, and I had to admit this to Will, I did not watch the intro video. I really did not. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was my fault. So I'm seeing him do what he's doing, and I'm like, what's going on there? He's like, Janice, did you watch a video? And I go, 
No. So people, <laughs> tell people about the yawning and the ticking. Yeah, so I do, <laughs> I make that intro video on, on purpose. Yes, well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Mo most of the people that come to me though, just not through any particular filtering in my marketing necessarily, but just by the energetics of it, almost everyone that comes to me is similar to you. They've, they've been around the block. So they're not freaked out when they see the twitching or the yawning. They're more intrigued, like, oh, I, I wonder what that is. So that, that's part of it. The other part of it is, yes, what, what the heck is the twitching and the yawning? So when I'm yawning, it's because energy is moving and shifting. So it's just my body's way of letting me know that something is moving, something is shifting. The other big way that I know that something big has changed is that as the session is going, almost imperceptibly, it's like a noise is growing all around my ears. So I'm, I'm more on the clairaudient side than the clairsentient or the clairvoyant. I have little bits of both of those, but mostly I'm, I'm about sound and I hear things. So the noise will begin to grow. And then once we hit that clearing that it all came, came to, and, and this happened in your session, we did a whole bunch of really great clearings. And I could look in my notes if I wanted to and find what was that one clearing at the end where we both went, ah, oh. but whatever it was, there was that moment. And literally the, all the buzzing went away. It got clear and cool. done. I was like, oh, that's why we had this whole half an hour long conversation was to get to that point. Yeah. So that's, that's about the, the yawning. And then the twitching, uh, I think I mentioned a little bit before is, is a resistance. So it happens the, the most fun way. You were twitching like hell with me. I thought that was <laughs> funny. I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize. And you ask your yeah. question in particular where, you know, and, and you said to me, and this is for y'all, I, I strongly encourage you to reach out to Will because it's, it's such a, it's a really, really uh, fantastic experience. Um, you ask the question, you say, you can only answer it's a yes or no question like it's either yes or no and it's not a trick question it's just you just answer yes or no are you willing to release the belief that blah 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 and uh and there were times where i was absolutely in alignment with the willingness and we released it and then i was like well yeah and i knew in my head i was on the fence about it oh i know but i was like well yeah for the most part but there's no middle ground it's either yes or no, yes. and then all of a sudden you start twitching and doing all this stuff, and I'm like, ooh, you know, yeah, Janice, I don't think you're really, I don't think you're at a yes. So we did some work around that, which I thought is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I can give an example. <clears throat> excuse me, for everyone that's listening on the people pleasing part. So this yes or no question that Janice is talking about is called <laughs> a, a truth, the truth question, and I didn't come up with this. Um, this one's from Access Consciousness, actually, but it's also from Shiraz, my mentor. So I, I did not come up with this. But basically, you ask a question and you put the word truth in front of the question. And your job is to answer with a yes or a no. And like you say, there's no middle ground. And that as you say yes or no, I can tell if you're lying to yourself or not. So there's this amazing show called Lie to Me. Oh, I loved that show. Love that show. It was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And I, I saw it years ago and I remember thinking when I watched it, oh, that if I could have a superpower, that I want to, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. And now I have it. And I oh love my it. gosh, that is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but it's very important that it comes in reaction to what the client says, yes or no, because I can't just sit here and know your thoughts. I'm not right. that kind of clairvoyant. 
I'm Claire audience. So when you say yes or no, I'll hear the, the ping. I'll hear oh. the ding back that goes, oh, that was in alignment or, oh, no, that was off. Something was off. So here's for everyone to practice on their own in the comfort of their own home. So again, yes or no, you can give a yes or no answer. So truth, woo, here we go. Can't see me, but I'm twitching. Whew. Okay, truth, when you do people pleasing, is it, is it your way to feel valuable? And that's a yes or a no. So for most people, if you're honest with yourself, that's a yes. And that's okay. This is the practice of awareness of becoming aware of what is that pile of crap in the corner so that we can deal with it. So the belief that the only way or the best way for you to be valued in your life, in your family, with your friends, or in this world is by pleasing other people. Would you be willing whew, to destroy that? Y'all, he is, he is twitching like you don't even know. And he's tapping into the collective. He really is. So this is actually good. So follow him. Follow him into this process. So he's really, he's doing work with you. Yeah, so this is for everyone that's listening. This is live where like, even though you're listening to this at a future time, I know this gets a little crazy with quantum mechanics and I'm not going to go into that, but this is happening live for you whenever you're listening. Um, it's, it's not bound by time in that way. And to be very clear, this is only happening for the people who are actually wanting it or saying, yes, I am not here to heal the world. I've let that go. I'm not here to save the world. I'm not here to fix you or save you. I'm here if you want to clean up your room here's the vacuum. That's, that's all I'm doing. I'm not here to bless the world and save the world and bring in the new dawn and new era. It's not my thing. My thing is you got a mess in the room. Let's clean it up. You deserve to have a nice house. <laughs> you deserve to be whole and complete for yourself. So you feel good. And when you get to that place now, like the Dalai Lama or like Bruce Lee or like whoever you really look up to, you bring your full self into that mission to change the world. So that's, that's my work. Beautiful. So you asked the group, truth, are you willing to release the belief that, uh, I can't remember that because I was paying attention. Oh, that, um, that, ple <laughs> <laughs> that pleasing others is your only way or your best way to be valued in your family, in your community, or in the world. Okay. And so let's say people who are listening to this are like, yeah, and then you're uh, addressing the, the people who are, are willing to do that. Um, next, what do you do? You as well, how do you handle uh, clearing that? Yeah, so in the, so if you're listening, as I was listening for many years doing this work, you can just notice over the next, like first you can notice in your body, how do you feel? Often you'll actually feel physically lighter. You'll actually yep. feel like a weight's been taken off. So that's one way you can know that it quote unquote worked. Although it's a little bit like watching the, the, the kettle boil. Don't just sit there and like, yeah. oh, is it working? Is it like live your life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But that's, that's one way you could know. Another way you could know is that literally things in your life will show up differently. So I had this many times, I won't go into the full story, but I had really big jerks in my life. And I did this process or things similar to this. And then one guy got a new job and I, I didn't see him at that job anymore. He, like three days later, he got a better job offer. 
another one just like moved countries. Like once you clear the beliefs, your reality shifts because you mm. no longer need that validation or that drama in your life. Beautiful. So for you listening on your own, that's kind of, those are the next steps. And then, you know, check out more of my videos. You'd be like, if we were in a session together, I would check in with you. I'd ask, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better, worse, same or different? And then you'll say, oh, better. And I'll pick up on, oh, there's something else there to check on. Or you'll say worse. And I'll go, okay, well, let's see what that is. And then we'll dig into that. And that's, you know, that's just the, the privilege or the, the, whatever you want to call it of getting to work privately is that I can, I can do that with you because as much as I'm tapping into the collective right now, I can't tap in collectively for the next little nitty gritty stuff. It's kind of like the big, the big stuff that we're dealing with here. So that's what would happen next in a session. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, seriously, y'all, uh, I have to tell you, anybody that I have on my podcast, I have vetted. Um, I do that on purpose because I, I believe that uh, in offering value, I believe in bringing people who uh, can truly impact people's lives in a very, very positive way. And I know Will, uh, his essence is, is pure and his gift is true. And so for any of you who feel like you, you're stuck in whatever uh, modalities or methodologies you've tried uh, or maybe haven't tried, uh, haven't worked, reach out to Will. Um, hey, Will, tell them how to contact you. Uh, you have a podcast. Uh, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close the session. We'll close this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So the best ways, uh, my website is, is simple. It's myspiritualclarity.com. And then you're also welcome for everyone that's listening to this. Uh, I'm now once again offering that free session that I mentioned. It's my favorite way of connecting with people. I love it. It's either 15 or 30 minutes, depending on what comes up in the session. And you can find that at myspiritualclarity.com forward slash align with ease. And I'm sure we'll put that in the, in the show notes that are easy to find. The other best way, I do have a podcast, but it's not a, an easy one to share. So we'll just have to put the link in the show notes. And then the easiest way is just to find me personally on Facebook. It's just Will with one L. And my last name is Carlos, C-A-R-L-O-S. I should, I hope I'm the first one that pops up there. And My Spiritual Clarity, I have a business page as well. I've got tons of videos on YouTube, on Facebook, and our private Facebook group. But the easiest ways to connect is that free session. So myspiritualclarity.com, Align with Ease, and then on Facebook personally as well. Beautiful. And I will give them the name of your podcast so they can just look it up. Uh, the Ease with Business podcast. That is Will uh, Will's podcast. So y'all, please take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if you were able to release and uncover so quickly because I, I believe, I always tell people in my work, I don't believe in therapy prison. I use my guides. I use God. God uses me. We get to shift fast. That's how it should be. And then you're on your way living your life, creating a life you love. Like, why wouldn't anybody want to do that? So I believe Will can help you. I mean, can you imagine just eliminating some beliefs that have held you back and all of a sudden think doors are opening? I mean, my God, I can't anybody would be a fool not to reach out to you. So I strongly encourage y'all to do that. And so grateful y'all are listening. Will, so happy to have you here. It's been a wonderful experience with you, getting to know you and having you share uh, who you are, how you got here and, and the blessings that you offer the world. And so I thank you so much for your time today. 
Uh, and I hope y'all, this has been helpful for all the listeners. And thank you for listening today. And as always, I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 